the swamp drawer where all good produce goes to die. Dun, dun, dun. We couldn't afford it even when there weren't food shortages. We certainly can't afford it now. Recession-proof your grocery budget. Learn to grow the food your family eats without the weeds or the waste. For more information about my simple and easy container gardening course, where you will learn to save money by growing your own healthy organic fruits and vegetables, go to joyfulprepcontainergarden.com. Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared podcast. I am so thankful that you are joining me to, on today's episode. I found the perfect quote to go with today's subject. And the quote is by a man named Charles Baudelaire. And this is what he says. A book is a garden, an orchard, a storehouse, a party, a company, by the way, a counselor, a multitude of counselors. I love that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So welcome. This is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast, and I'm your host, Wendy Bergen. And like I said, I'm super thankful that you're here today listening and, and hope that I can give you some ideas. And just um, remember to go and teach what you've learned today to somebody. Share with them the, the quote. I'll put that in the show notes, the quote. I think it's a great quote. Because it, it means so many different things. But go teach. It'll help you retain what you've learned. And you'll be able to share um, something beautiful with a friend and or your family. And it just makes the, the world a little bit a better place. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about um, having a preparedness library and what we need to have in our libraries, and some suggestions that I have for our libraries. So I love books. I love books. Just I could just sing about books. Is there a song about books? I don't know, but if there was, I would sing it. So I do love books. I collect books from many different genres. Is that the right word? So I have a preparedness library for sure. I have classics. As I've homeschooled my kids, I have read to them out loud from the classics. So things by C.S. Lewis, Charles Dickens. Um, I can't think of the other ones off that we read Old Yeller. So I have that category of books. And I have, what else do I have? I have religious books, of course. My main library, though, is definitely preparedness, like the big bulk of my books is preparedness. And so I thought I would share with you how, what I've collected and some of the categories that I've collected in, I don't think that's proper grammar, but that's okay. You get me. 
<laughs> so let's just talk about some of the categories and I will, as the cat, as I say the category, I'll talk about that a little bit and even break it down some. Okay. So the first category is at animal husbandry and animal husbandry is, um, as a, a broad term, but husbandry has to do with the taking care of animals. So, um, I have books on how to raise chickens. I have probably three or four different books on chickens. I have three or four, maybe five books on raising goats, including, um, I think I have one on like how to raise both of them in net with natural, uh, feeds and, their their bedding, uh, medications, different things like that. So I um, I have plenty of books on chickens and goats. I have a book on well, this that's not animal husbandry. I think those are my two main books book categories for me because those are the animals that I've raised so far or kept. We are raising pigs right now, but they're not going to be um, with us much longer. So that was, that's a short-term project. Um, okay. So, so we have goats and chickens, but you can buy books on, you know, sheep, cows, quail, um, all sorts of different, you know, thing, pigs, obviously you could do that. So look for, if that's something you're interested in, go, um, look for, look for those and bring them into your library. Okay, the next category I have is cookbooks. Now, I I love cookbooks. Again, well, I love books, so it just really doesn't matter what it is. But I'm starting to bring in cookbooks that are going to fill um, a gap. Um, I have general cookbooks like the good old Betty Crocker Joy of Cooking type of cookbook. Um, I have... You know, just like I really like Taste of Home or is it Southern Cooking? I can't remember, but I have a bunch of those. But again, they're kind of general um, casserole kind of cookbooks, which I love with desserts, but kind of old fashioned, not old fashioned, but classic recipes are in those books. So I do have plenty of those. I have a collection of my own um, recipes, not, not just ones that I've made for myself, like created, but also, um, ones that I pulled off the internet. I have those on pieces of paper, you know, printed. That's what I mean. <laughs> and, um, they, I put those in a loose leaf binder. So I know where to go. Like that's where one of my favorite recipes is for Thanksgiving. Um, okay. So also I include cookbooks on food storage. How do I get the most out of my food storage? There's a wonderful book. I think it's still being printed. If you, I, you can Google it or do a search for it, but it's called Marlene's magic, I believe. And what she does, that's one of the best starter food storage cookbooks. And if I can find a link for it, I will put that in the show notes for sure. Hers is fantastic because what she does is she takes, like you have six ingredients, like the basic ones that we've kind of learned about your wheat, your rice, 
um, sugar, oil, salt, something else I'm missing. So like five or six ingredients. And she teaches you from these ingredients, you can make these recipes like tortillas, bread. Um, I can't think of off the top of my head, the other ones. And then, so she gives you those recipes. And then she says, if you add two more ingredients, whatever those are for her, you can make this many more recipes. And if you add four more ingredients, let's say tomato powder or, um, I can't think of uh, onion powder. I don't know, different things like that. She goes, and then you can make this many. And she shows you by just adding a couple more ingredients to your food storage um, or ingredients, I guess that's what they're called, but certain, you know, categories of food, you can add this much and you can make this. And, and it goes on. It's not a very big book, but it's so plum full of ideas and recipes and it's definitely a great starter food storage um, cookbook. There are some other great cookbooks. Uh, a friend of mine by the name of Cheryl Driggs, she has a couple pantry cooking cookbooks where she, it just comes from off the shelf uh, foods and she teaches you how to cook with those. And so I'll post those links in my show notes for sure. But there are some other ones out there and you can do searches and um, I can, um, if you join, if you come join my, uh, my free Facebook group, um, we talk about things like that. And I, I think I have a list in there as well. So you can find those also. Um, my free Facebook group, by the way, is www.joyfulprepgroup.com. And I would, we would love to have you. Absolutely. Okay. My third category of a book, a book, of a book. <laughs> We're just going to keep talking is plant identification. So you need to, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I always say that you need to. One of the greatest skills that you can learn is how to identify plants and to forage for wild edibles. So having a, having a books to be able to help you is really vital to your preparedness library. Now, one caveat is there's not just one book that covers the entire world. These books need to be very tailored to your area. There are some plants that grow for the most part, like in the United States, throughout the United States. But then there are some plants that only grow in Florida. I live in Florida and there are some things I can't find in Florida that I could get in New Jersey or forage for in New Jersey. And I miss those things, but I'm learning what I can find here in Florida. So you're going to want to find books that are specific for your area. Florida is its own kind of country in some ways regarding the wild edibles when just just for you, you may not find a book just on Minnesota or New Jersey or Utah. You might, you very well might. So look for that first, like be um, kind of dig, dig deep first. And if you can't find anything that's specific for your area, then kind of widen your search so, to the Northeast, the Mid-Atlantic um, the Pacific Northwest, different things like that, and, and expand your search that way. I will say 
There is um, a man by the name of Samuel Thayer, and he has absolutely wonderful uh, foraging books. And that's where I started with was with him. I have two or three of his books. He has one out that he, I think he combined his first two books together to make kind of um, one big book called The Forager's Harvest. And I'll po post the link for that. But that one covers most of the United States, generally speaking. So I really like, I really like his stuff a lot. Okay, so now you, a fourth category is food storage. What to store, how to store it, um, ways to package it. Um, I, there's usually some recipes in these um, food storage books. You're looking for books that, um, that are going to help you um, identify grains, uh, what, what are grains, what is, you know, you, how do you store vegetables and different ways to store them. There are some specific books like, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute. Dang it. You'll have to wait. You'll have to just keep listening. Um, but these books are, usually cover a wide range of food storage, of the food storage topic. So they'll talk about the different types of foods, you, categories of food that you can store, how to store it. They'll, they may walk you through dry pack canning, you know, storing in buckets, um, the type of temperature area where not to store. And like I said, they'll usually include some recipes in there as well. Okay, the, the, what are we on now? One, two, three, four, five. So we'll just go to food preservation books. So canning books, I was referring to, um, uh, I have a book on specifically on how to preserve food without canning or dehydrating. And this book talks about, you know, salting, smoking, root cellaring, and how you do, and I think a couple other different techniques. So these are skills that you can learn. So that if you don't, if you have, it's always, um, self-reliance is always redundant. You always want two or three ways that you're storing food and what you're storing. So that if something doesn't go right, if there's an earthquake and your glass jars fall and break on the, on the floor, you have another backup for th that type of food. So you can buy specific books on specific food preservation topics um, like, so the ball blue book, I highly recommend that should be in every, um, every, um, preparedness library. And you always want to have the most up-to-date copy of that. There are a lot of versions going way. I, I have old, old versions of the ball blue book, but with the change of food, for instance, tomatoes, Nowadays, you need to can tomatoes with lemon juice to help um, increase the acidity. If you're going to water bath, can the, the tomatoes, you have to put the lemon juice in or some kind of ascorbic acid in order to increase the acidity of the contents. Because the, the uh, tomatoes nowadays that are being um, grown don't have the acid in them that 50 years ago they did. So we have to supplement by adding lemon juice um, to the tomato sauce, canned tomatoes, however you're canning. So you always want to be 
owning the most up-to-date copy of the Ball Blue book um, for sure, because that's going to give you details on how to can, you know, various things. They give you plenty of recipes. Um, the Ball Blue book includes uh, water bath canning, pressure canning, and dehydrating, I do believe. And like I said, I refer to that all the time whenever I'm I'm canning something. So, um, and I'll post that link for the Ball Blue book in my show notes. So food preservation, we talk canning, the hydrating, you can buy specific for dehydrating. There are books on freeze drying. That's a way to preserve your food. There are some general books that cover lots of different ways to preserve food. Dry pack canning, fermentation. Um, fermenting is not necessarily a long-term food storage option, but it is um, a longer food storage and it's and it's good for you too. Okay, let's see. Number six, emergency preparedness books. So emergency preparedness, again, is a really, um, it's a, a big topic, right? And so there's going to be a lot of subcategories in emergency preparedness um, books. The first one that comes to mind is the medical type of emergency preparedness. Um, there's two books out called, one's called uh, when the when or where there is no doctor and the other one is where there where or when there is no dentist and those are fantastic books I highly recommend those I can post those also I'll post a list of um, books in my show notes so you can go click on and link to them um, I'll hopefully remember everything I'm telling you <laughs> so um, so medical books um, how to first aid books. One of the, one of the things I learned once is to find an old copy of the Boy Scout manual, like going back in time, you know, 20, 30 years ago, finding older copies of the Boy Scout manual. They're a little bit more um, specific on how to do um, uh, first aid applications, but you can also buy, you know, first aid books. You want to consider buying books on if there is some kind of emergency that happens in your area, um, whether it's a natural disaster, whether it's a train derailment and, or some kind of chemical spill, which does happen, um, that you know how to take care of your home, how to um, make a safe room in your house. These emergency preparedness books are fantastic for things like that. What if you're without power for a really long time or the water is just not okay? I'm going to say something that you're not going to want to hear. But here it goes, because we have to talk about these things. You're going to have to know how to dispose of your waste. And I'm not talking about just the food going to the compost post. I'm talking about the waste from your own body. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate talking about stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is we have to talk about these things. We have to put, we have to have at least in our mind, the idea that that's going to be an issue. And so having some of these books available to you where you can just peruse, just put it in your mind. I'll talk about reading the books in just a second. So, so you have like 
medical books, um, natural disasters. So if you, and again, think about where you live. If you live in Florida, probably not going to say never, but probably not going to have a major ice storm that's going to, you know, take out electricity for weeks. Now it could happen. I'm not saying it can't, but probably won't. But what will happen in Florida are hurricanes, heat waves, things like that, droughts. If you live in Canada, you're going to have uh, probably not going to have a heat wave. You're probably going more likely to have snowstorms, blizzards, and you know, ice storms, different things like that. So be aware of where you live, and and it's called situational planning, really. So wherever you live, be have books regarding um, the 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 potential dis- natural disasters that you could um, have. And, and know how to um, refer to those books for, for whatever, earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes. Gosh, we, what, what fun we get to practice all this stuff, isn't it? Um, so, and then kind of general uh, preparedness books that will include, like I said, how to make a safe room in your house if there's some kind of a chemical spill, how to filter water, how to distill water, you can distill your own water, um, you know, different books and categories in that, in that kind of, um, on that subject matter in general, emergency preparedness. Um, okay. So herbal, um, natural remedies. I love this topic and I probably have most of my books are wrapped around herbal knowledge I, I grow herbs. I'm not, I'm not a master gardener. I, I do my very best. And for the effort that I put in, I get that back, <laughs> but learn how to, um, learn how to, uh, grow your own herbs, learn how to dry them and then learn how to use them, whether culinarily, culinary, whatever in food, such a big word or in um, herbal preparations for medicinal, that kind of thing. I think that is one of the most essential skills to have. Absolutely. I, I love learning about what herbs can do for, you know, to help my body, whether my body's healthy or whether it's sick and how to utilize that, the, the vitamins, the minerals, um, the properties of these plants, so learning, um, learning natural remedies is, is just vital. So, um, like I said, I'll post, um, a book that I really like about that. And I think finally there are plenty more, but this, the final big category for me would be gardening. Um, one of my favorite books is called the, vegetable gardener's bible that's kind of what i started with other than i started with my mom and we've heard that well maybe there's a story way back when my mom and dad used to make us get up in the summertime when we were out of school at seven o'clock in the morning and go work in the garden mom was really the one who cultivated that garden and knew what to do with it i was just there to pull the weeds and go back inside but she inspired me and learning how to 
um, take care of a garden is such, it's rewarding. It can be very frustrating, but there's always something to learn. Like this last year, I learned that strawberries and onions love each other. They just love each other and they do so well together. So um, I have strawberries and onions growing together. Well, I live in Florida, like I said, but those of you who are getting ready to start your spring garden, you can put strawberries and onions together. Perfect. Perfect. So um, getting uh, gardening books, container gardening books, um, permaculture books. Permaculture is the, the creation of an ecosystem in, in a garden. So you'll plant different types of uh, plants together that will help each other. It's not, it's, it's companion planting, but kind of on steroids a little bit. So the idea is that you plant low, um, thresh, not threshold, but you know, not very tall. Again, I can't find the words, not very tall plants with big plants. And this plant will draw bugs to it. So it stays off of that plant and they, the root system, they put in and take out different minerals from the ground. And they really create this ecosystem to help one another um, grow. And and you're blessed. Be, and they're taking care of each other, really, as long as they get water. So learn about permaculture. Gardening. Learn how to do fruit trees, whether you're in a tropical environment or up north. Uh, Florida, you cannot really grow apples very well down here, which is very sad. So be thankful if you live in the north where you can grow apples, those yummy apples. Okay, so those are some of the categories that I think are, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight categories. I think that's, I mean, that's a lot, but generally speaking, um, I think that those are good it's a good place to start. And there's so many perfect beginner um, books in each one of these categories where you can start. So let me, let me, um, let me just go into some of the books that I recommend that I'll post the link to, plus the ones I've already talked about. This is in addition to the ones I've talked about. So one of the books that I love about herbal remedies is it's called the Herbal Medicine Maker's Handbook by James Green. I love this book. He's, he's so thorough, but he, and he's interesting. He's a master. Um, I, I feel like a student when I'm reading his book because it's, it's that easy to follow, and I enjoy reading it as well. A lot of times... With these types of books, I use them as reference mostly. I, I, I don't read them like from cover to cover when I first get them. I know I kind of skim through. I see what they have. I have kind of a catalog in my head that says, oh, this is where that is, or this is the book that you want for such and such. I have a lot of books, especially in herbal, um, herbal books, um, that that are similar, but they the, but the author may bring something out of this book that he didn't he or she didn't talk about in this other book, like they're because there's two different authors, and they may focus on something else. So 
that's why I have multiple books about similar topics, just because I may learn one extra thing. That's what a library is really, right? When, when you've gone to the library, you kind of check out all the books in that topic because you're, you're looking for as much information as possible. So as you gather and collect your own personal preparedness library, you can do it however you want, which is beautiful. But I enjoyed having multiple books on the same topic so that I have plenty to refer because maybe this person left this out and this person put this in and I can, you know, find the difference. And that might be the difference to what I'm looking for. So um, the Herbal Medicine Maker's Handbook, love his book. He goes into making the medicine, herbal medicines, how to use herbs to make medicine. I don't know. There's skills, right? So for instance, he teaches you how to make a tincture, how to make a poultice, which I used the poultice, onion poultice during, I got sick a, a few weeks ago and I, it dropped into my chest immediately. I was just coughing and, um, I had just gotten run down. I had been going real hard and I had gone to a convention and I came home and I was like, Oh no. So I, it just plummeted into my chest. So I immediately started making an onion poultice for myself using freeze dried onions. Hello. I didn't have to chop anything. It was the easiest thing, but he's the one who taught me how to make an onion poultice in this book. And so I was just making them and I used an onion poultice you can, you make one and use it two or three times and then, um, like keep it in the fridge, that type of thing and reheat it. So I think I made over the course of a week, maybe three or four poultices just to keep my chest, um, from getting sick. And it just, Oh, it feels so good. But I learned how to make a poultice from this man. And I'm very thankful that he put that in there and it was easy for me to understand and read. And he has other ideas of how to make a poultice and what a poultice is. Um, he has, uh, I just read something. I was in there the other day looking for something on how to make, oh, salves. I've been making salves and um, ointments, that type of thing. And I wanted to get his take on it. Um, tinctures, salves, infusions, fomentations. All these words are kind of foreign to us in a lot of ways, but different ways that we can use herbs and even um, household um, items, I guess, you know, like baking soda or vinegar, salt, these different things. He talks about how to use that as well. So that's one of my favorite, favorite books of all times. Gardening. I mentioned the vegetable gardener's Bible by Edward Smith. Very simple to follow. He also has a container gardening book as well. So I highly recommend anything that he has published, created and published wonderful for your library. I, I lived by that as I started to grow my own gardens earlier in my marriage. We talked about, I talked about the blue book, uh, blue, duh, Wendy, ball blue book uh, uh, regarding canning, water bath canning, all the stuff, the equipment that you need, everything in there, canning, water bath canning, um, pressure canning and dehydrating all that's in there. And it's a wonderful, that's really, that again is an essential um, preparedness library must have book. 
I think I may have said the same thing in different ways. <laughs> and um, I talked about the Forager's Harvest by Samuel Hay uh, Thayer, which um, is uh, about foraging for wild edibles and learning how to use them. So you may find, you're like, oh, I found the thing, but now what do I do with it? And he walks you through how to prepare the food that you find. Uh, the Encyclopedia of Country Living by Carl Carla Emery is, I think, the book that you should start with. Um, it, it has everything in there, everything you can think of. In fact, it even teaches you how to birth your own baby if you have to. What? I remember reading through that. I'm like, okay, let's go. I think that was before I had any ch children. And then when I started having those babies, no. But I had the book to be able to help me if I need needed it but she has it's an it's an amazing book I would I would start with that one I would start with the ball blue book those would be the first two I would recommend you starting with if you if you had a limited budget start with those um because that'll get you that'll get you going and and it'll be it'll Oh, it's just so fun collecting these books. I just love collecting all these different types of books. Okay, so this is what I recommend. As you're pondering, like, oh my gosh, I don't know which book to get, because there are so many books. It's okay. Like I said, start with a couple of these that I've recommended in my show notes. You can go click on those and look at them. Um, again, Carla Emery's. Um, the Encyclopedia of Country Living, I start there, and the Ball Blue Book. Those are the two I start with, I would start with. And then um, whatever else you need. And that's the key. What do you need now? What do you want to learn now? I didn't even talk about like handicraft, like sewing, knitting, crocheting. Didn't even talk about that. But those are other ones that fit into preparedness, obviously. There's so many, right? So start with what you want to learn right now. That's where I would start. And then number two, what do you need to learn for your area? Those would be the two criteria on the books to buy next. Um, and then start doing research. And if you need any other suggestions on other books, like maybe you already have these books that I mentioned, what else do you want? What else should I get, Wendy? You can go to my website, joyfullyprepared.com, and just send me a message through that, an email, or like I said, join my free Facebook group, um, Joyfully Prepared. It's again, it's all joyfully prepared. We're so happy and joyful. So those are kind of basically tell me, let me know what you think. And if you have, if you have suggestions, I need to know what they are. Honestly, we need to share with one another. I need to know what you know. So, um, like I said, make sure you take care of yourself in your location, know what you can expect in your location and prepare accordingly, just like real, real estate location is the key, right? To your preparedness. Um, I haven't had to wear any gloves in Florida, for instance, since I've moved down here, all my, I haven't had to pull out any winter clothes. So I, that sounds dumb. It possibly sounds dumb, but it just popped into my head. If I was moving back up to New Jersey, I'd pull those winter clothes out again because I would need them. Same thing for you regarding books, regarding your preparations. Make sure you're taking care of yourself in your location. All right. 
Well, that's it. That's kind of, I think that's kind of a fun topic. Now I want to go see what else. I hope you guys will respond and let me know what, what books you are, um, that you love. And um, like I said, if you have any uh, questions or you would like more suggestions, please let me know. I would appreciate that so much. Well, thanks for listening. I look forward to seeing you in my Facebook group and I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.